All right. Hey, Georgetown Baptist Church. How's everybody doing? Good, 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 good. I don't know why I started doing that. You always talk about how cheesy I am, and that was the cheesiest thing you could have done. Hey, it was good. I'm excited. Um, So with us today, we have a member spotlight. And let me tell you, when it's my least favorite member, it can only go up from here. So we we have Jason Brown. So Jason, how are you doing today? I'm doing well down here on the bottom. (laughs) Good, good. Hey, there's only up to go. You know, the only way to go is up. So anyways, we have our member spotlight. So I, me and Jake can kind of take a break today. So it's going to be In super. Fact, we're not going to talk at all. You're going to talk the whole time. Oh no, he will do that. So <laughs> it, it, to anybody who's been taught by Jason, this might be the longest podcast ever as well. No, I'm just kidding. You so. know, one thing that we've had some people tell us in the church is that, that, that are listening to the podcast is they want to hear, um, topics Mm-hmm. You know, things that people struggle with, but they also want to hear from people in our church. They want to hear testimonies and stories. And um, so we've asked you, Jason, to come and be kind of one of our first members. And Jason is a deacon in our church. Um, how long have you been a member at Georgetown, roughly? Probably 25 years, somewhere around in there. So, you know, Jason, um, let's see, I was 10 when Jason became a member, and now I'm the pastor. A real rags yeah. to riches story there. <laughs> <laughs> I was being born. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, Jason is married to Tammy, and they have two yes. sons. Uh, in fact, uh, we call, we're calling Jason the pod father because his son, Jaden, helped us get the podcast started did, this past summer. But Jason is a deacon. Um, he's a longtime member. He's served in various parts of the church. He, you serve in the student ministry and college ministry, mm-hmm. uh, dedicated member of our church. So, you know, Jason, um, just tell us a little bit about um, what, what your heart is for Georgetown Baptist Church and what are, you, what are you excited about, what, you know, how things have been and where things are going. Okay, so I'm limited to 20 minutes. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, man, it's it's kind of hard to think of a, a starting point to talk about um, the church here because it's um, it's really a huge part of my life, my family's life, um, and it has been for a long time. And um, God has really used the people of this church to um, you know to raise our family. You know, I've had lots of faithful, uh, in, uh, you know, people investing in us uh, as we grew as a family. I've had lots of really godly examples of, of men and women and, and uh, you know, just people that, you know, I've looked up to and, and my wife has looked up to and we've encouraged our kids to, to look up to. And um, I guess my heart for the church here is just, uh, it's a, I, I'm a servant-hearted person. I like to do stuff for people. Um, and when you're a member of Georgetown, then if that's who you are, then this is the spot for you. Um, and when I think of Georgetown, I think of servant hearted people, uh, you know, and, um, you know, you talked about the college ministry, what I've, what I've shared with college kids and with youth is, um, you know, I've never felt closer to, to Christ than when I'm serving people. Um, and I, and I think that's because, he came not to be served, but to serve. So I, I share that with them, and I, and I really share, you know, try to develop that servant heart. So that's that's what my heart is for Georgetown, is it's just a place to serve. It's full of people that love to serve. Um, this church loves serving children and youth mm-hmm. um, in the community. And, um, 
It's just, you know, you're proud. To, I'm proud to be a member of, of Georgetown Baptist Church. Um, what gets me excited is a lot of things. Um, <laughs> you know, we've got a, a, a young staff, which, you know, has its frustrations. Um <laughs> But, I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> same, same. But um, you know, it's it's really it's good to you know when you've been here as long as I have, you you kind of see things kind of come full circle, and you see the next generation of, of ministers and leadership. And you know, I've talked with uh, Marshall and uh, David a few times, and um, you know, I see a lot of younger couples in the church that we were them, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and we're now at that place of the people that I looked up to, um, you know, in the church here, like, you know, Bruce Barnett and Dennis Holsey and, you know, Tracy Badgett and Scott. And, um, you know, it's just, I'm at this phase, you know, those people have moved on to another phase, but now God has sent um, some really solid uh, young families and leadership in this church that, excites me to see what he's going to use them to do in the church. Um, as far as uh, tangible things that I could, you know, the, the building, uh, I've, I've been privileged to be able to, to be in some of those discussions and be on that building team. And, um, you know, we, we've kind of, we started off with some momentum and, and you know, through circumstances uh, and under God's control, I think uh, we, we took a pause in that, which was healthy for us. Uh, you know, I've, ever since we started, I've been been praying that God builds this church, and then He put the walls around it. So yeah. when I think of this building program, I'm I've been blessed to see God building this church, yeah. um, building the heart of this church, and I'm I'm looking forward to him wrapping those walls around Him and <laughs> permanently placing some seats that yes, don't have very to be much so put out and put up every week. <laughs> so just so y'all know, our deacons take a week, um, you know, between the seven of them to be in charge of putting out our chairs. So uh, on Saturdays, because our building is used so much throughout the week, our deacons have to set up chairs every Saturday. So at some point, we're going to just set the chairs there, and they're going to stay. And <laughs> I think all of our deacons are just going to start crying. And yes, just because they don't have to move chairs as much anymore. That's yeah, going to be not. that's going to be their going away present. <laughs> we're going to give you one of the chairs. <laughs> no, um, so you talk about seasons. One of the seasons that. Uh, like, of course, I am not in, but I can see that you and Marshall, um, that you are in, is some of the youth that you've spent, you know, y'all's time in and, you know, spent weeks in at False Creeks and D-Nows, but, but even more so just on the Wednesday nights, that they are now married or getting married and starting families and that there are the young people in the church and, like, I I think I would cry every Sunday. Like I'm not a crier, but I think I'd cry every Sunday if I if I saw that happening. And I think that's so cool. And that's a testament of just the servanthood that you and and many of our other deacons had to that. So that's a good season. Uh, but I want to ask. Um, so you're a deacon of of our church somehow. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. You're a deacon of our church. Um, what does that mean? Like what? Like you know, we all know that churches have deacons. Um, we know the the people that are on them are usually great and they're fantastic, but like, what does it mean to be a deacon? Yeah. You know, the, the first deacons were, you know, they needed some help serving the church and the needs of the church. And so they could focus on the ministry and, and pastoral things. And, um, really that's what we're here for is 
you know, to, to meet the needs of the church uh, outside of the, the pastoral stuff. And, you know, we do some past, pastoral type things, but yeah. um, really it's, um, if there's a need then uh, and we're available to serve that need, then, then we do that. I, you know, Claude Henderson, who was a deacon here when I first came on as a deacon and kind of mentored me, um, <clears throat> we were at his his house doing something and and he was just talking and wisdom as he, he often did but he he talked about being that somebody and I, I share this with the kids when they ask what a deacon is I said well a deacon's just somebody and uh, you know they give me that confused look they always do when I say something to them but um, I say yeah if, if you ever heard hey somebody needs to do this or somebody needs to come do that or can we get somebody to go do this then mm-hmm be that somebody that's that's what a deacon (laughs) really is for the church and um, you know we've got a lot of people that serve that aren't titled deacons Um, but I will tell you uh, uh, the fellowship that we have amongst the deacons has been um, really uh, sweet for me and over the last few years it's really you know I've I've, I've felt like I've grown tremendously because of of their influence in my life but um, it's a it's a it's a humbling uh, position to be in, um, an, an undeserved position to be in, uh, but a privileged position to be in to be able to, to serve the church. Well, you know, Jason, you're a person that is involved in the, in the local body of Christ, and we have people that they're praying. They're praying, like, should I get involved? Should I you know, go beyond simply attending on a Sunday morning, but, but get involved with the people. And, you know, it's a scary feeling, especially maybe if you didn't grow up going to church and you're married and you've got kids and it's kind of that time, are are we going to make this commitment? What would be a message you would just give to people that, you know, 20 years ago you were them, but now you're in a position where you can share a little bit of wisdom there. What would you tell a young family that's considering getting really involved in the local body of Christ? You know, like I said a little bit earlier, you know, I don't, I've never felt closer to Christ than when I'm serving, serving people. Um, and you know, I didn't grow up going to church. So the actual serving other people's needs instead of my own was a pretty foreign concept to me until I, I really witnessed, um, uh, witnessed that in action, witnessed Jesus working through people and serving people. Um, you know, I've had a, I could sit here and just, talk for the next several minutes about families that have impacted me growing up um, and just watching them as a family serving. Um, and, and, and you know, when you think of your relationships that you've developed with people in the church, <clears throat> you've developed it by serving with them in some capacity, right? Uh, if you don't have a, like a, an outside relationship with them, like a neighbor or, a, mm-hmm. you know, you work together or something like that, then in the church, really the 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 best way for me that I've connected with people in the church uh, it was by serving with them, you know. Um, you really get to get away from, uh, <clears throat> I guess, your own kind of circle that you're in, your own bubble you're in, and sometimes it's uncomfortable, and, and sometimes uh, uncomfortable can be great. That's when God uses you the most, I found out. But, um, yeah, I would say for encouragement for people that are kind of right there on the, the cusp of, I don't know, kind of go I, like I share with the youth that all in kind of, you know, uh, and I would encourage you because there is, there is no, I don't know, hindsight is easy to look back and, and see God blessing you 
you know, through 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 attending church, through serving in the church. Uh, you know, Maverick talked about seeing you know, kids now that are at different stages in their life that, you know, they were in youth or children when I was, you know, serving there. But um, the joy from just seeing other people serve that you had an opportunity to serve. And, um, you know, Paul talks about, we've been studying through Philippians with the college kids about one verse a week. <laughs> Because it's just so deep, but um, you know, he talks about the Philippian church being his joy and his crown. And uh, you know, the older you get, and, and the longer you serve in ministry, you can look back and just and the, those those people that God has allowed you to to minister to and serve are really just jewels in that crown. You know, and when you see uh, you see like Hunter Mullinex leading a, a very successful, starting and leading in a very successful college ministry down in the Houston area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you see like Landon Bowmish going into to youth ministry, and you see Maverick, um, who um, it, the first day I met him, if, if I ever thought I'd be sitting across from the table talking about <laughs> church stuff with him, that was, that was I'm, yeah, that is God definitely working there. Yeah. But um, no, uh, I don't know. For me, it's just joy in serving. Uh, I would encourage you to do that because you will not regret a, a moment of it. And it, it, I think it impacts your family, too, uh, mm-hmm. as, as they grow and, and see a difference in you. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's that's a good say. We didn't even know what I was about to say. I was like, you know, me and Jake, we love talking about uh, just the families and how the church just affects the families. And, I mean, we had a podcast, if you haven't listened to, uh, just how does the family thrive in the local church? And, well, we have plenty of examples in our in our home church of how uh, families thrive in the local church. I mean, you and Tammy easily come to mind. Um, you know, y'all came here as a young family, served in the church, and your son was our summer intern, like on staff, and now is going to DBU. It's crazy though how Tammy has remained in that young category, but you're no yeah, that's there. true. That's, true. that's a good point. How'd she do that? Um. <laughs> You don't have to tell. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's a different podcast. <laughs> Prayer is powerful. <laughs> um, but, like, it's just, like, y'all's family has thrived. And, I mean, it's not without its challenges, of course. But it's just um, y'all being servants in the local body and, and just getting to see uh, just different stages of, of y'all's family of coming in children's, coming in youth. And, like I said, Jaden literally helping and helping us serve here. And now he's just, we're championing him as he goes off to DBU. It's just, it's a good testimony um, to see. So like, what is, and I know you kind of hit on the serving spot, but what is like your wisdom to, um, well, to like a family like me and Mal to, to, to remain faithful or, you know, what's your, what's your wisdom to just the young family and when, when those hardships um, are faced. Well, I mean, what helped you and Tammy just be faithful to the to the local church? Oh goodness, um, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is just, uh, and you know, I, I, I want to go back to Philippians because we've just been studying yeah. it so much. But you know, in, in chapter three, you know, Paul's talking about running the race and mm-hmm. and to be like Christ, and that's the the prize. One day mm-hmm. we will be like Christ. And, in heaven, and um, but that's also the goal of the Christian life is to be like Christ. And right after that, he throws a therefore in there, which mm-hmm. I tell the kids my favorite word in the Bible, one of them. But um, he rolls into uh, you know some practical things to help you run that race. And the first thing he talks about is um, 
imitating him and imitating godly examples of people pursuing Christ. And uh, for Tammy and I, we have been surrounded by that in our mm-hmm. lives, in our marriage. Um, you know, I, I say I, I didn't grow up going to church, but I, you know, I had a I had a great family life. My family loved me. I got a lot of extended family. But then, you know, I I got Tammy and I started dating and, you know, I could see just something different in her family, you know, and it was Christ and it was, uh, you know, just how they interacted with other people. They opened up their homes um, and Tammy and I have been the beneficiary. I think, I think you know, I think God honors uh, people through the generations of their, their lineage um, that have been faithful serving and, and I think... We're blessed because of the faithfulness of of Tammy's parents uh, in, in their walk with Christ, and um, you know, like her 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 two brothers, uh, just having that example. And um, for for young married couples, um, find an older couple in your life, <laughs> yeah, and spend time with them and yeah. listen to them, and and go to their, uh, you know, go to the those young adult young married Sunday school classes. Uh, just the the you know, the devil has no new schemes and tricks, right? Um, you know, and that's, you know, I share that. I keep going back to what I share with the kids, but, you know, in, in First Corinthians it talks about, um, you know, there's no temptation you'll face that's not common to man, you know. Mm. Um, but, but personally, you can, you know, God, uh, Satan tries to put you on an island, you know. I think he can also do that with your marriage too. He can he can kind of distract you with some things you you. And Tammy and I were this way early on. You, you distract you with things, worldly things. You kind of get away from church. Um, and then it's really hard to, like, just plug right back in. You mm-hmm. know? So, um, yeah, watch out for that. <laughs> uh, be faithful to church. I mean, that's uh, – I, I don't know how how struggling marriages survive without um, the influence of godly marriages in their life. You guys know that you can go, you know, lots of people that have um, uh, you've ministered to that have been in those situations. So, young families, young married couples, find those find those people in your life that you can pattern your marriage after. See what they do. Hang out with them. Go let them buy you something to eat. Buy you dinner, um, and tell them thanks. Yeah. Well, you know, we're kind of getting to that point where we're going to finish this episode, but. You know, one thing that I really appreciate about you, Jason, and, and other men in the church was, you know, Jason, you were on the committee that helped hire me. And I remember sitting in the room and hearing that we need a discipleship in our church. Mm-hmm. There were other things y'all discussed, but you talked about discipleship. And um, one thing that I remember hearing in that is I've heard a lot of people say, you know, we need this in the church. And then you try to come in and you bring that, and once it's there, people's reaction is, well, maybe not. Maybe I actually <laughs> didn't want that. It sounds good on paper, but the actuality of that. But, you know, we talked about in our discipleship episode that we're looking for faithful, available, teachable men. And um, my very first group of people that I worked through in discipleship was our deacon body. And I didn't talk to a group of men that simply have been in this church for a long time and said, hey, you know, you young buck pastor, uh, don't come in here trying to tell me how to follow Jesus. I've been following Jesus for a long time. I, I saw faithful, available, teachable men. And uh, we went through discipleship, and then you've gotten to take a group of men in your area of influence through discipleship. And we don't have a lot of time, but 
has that been impactful for you to be able to go through some discipleship and then take your own group through? Oh, yeah, it really has. I, the, the bad thing about the discipleship thing is that it has an ending, you know, after 10 weeks. And then, <laughs> and then that group you've really formed a, a, a really close bond with. Um, so we still, you know, we still talk a lot, those guys that I went through first off. But um, about the discipleship thing, just, I'll, and I'll be quick, you know, during our, during that transition season we were, we were in, um, you know, God, God is not a, a God of confusion. He was very specific to us in our prayer time about some areas in our church that we needed some, uh, we needed to address. And uh, we felt like part of the transition would, uh, he would help us address those. And one of the big ones was, was discipleship. Uh, we really felt like we needed some some depth and some structure in our discipleship. Um, and so uh, I remember we asked the, a question about that in there, and, and, you, and you were talking in the interview, and you were talking about, uh, you know, getting your doctorate degree, and that was kind of the focus of your doctorate degree was discipleship. And um, it's just little reassuring, reaffirming things like that. Um, so that, that really came out of that season for us that that was something our church desperately needed. And, and I, I think we're seeing really the – really early on we're seeing some of the fruits of, of, of that. And uh, so God has been preparing you for this time just as he was preparing us for this time. And, um, you know, it, you can be a thirty young 30-year-old pastor and come in with a group of deacons that have been deacons for every one of them probably 20 years yeah. plus, and you can sit down and you can walk them through something like this, and it can be a, a learning experience for you leading them and also a learning experience for them. And for me, I, you know, anything I've ever taught or led through, I've learned more uh, from the people there than they have for me by yeah. far. Um, so it's been great. I'm really looking forward to, to doing it again with another group of men. So, No, yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. I know we could easily uh, keep on going, um, but, man, Jason, thank you so much just for being on. And uh, if you want to get to know Jason um, or if you want to give him a hard time, please do. And now, if you want to get to know Jason, you want to talk to a person who has been through just a lot of our church history through good and bad, but just talk about um, how God's just remained faithful through every season of our church. Jason is a, is a person to go through. We talk a lot about discipleship. If any of you men want to get discipled, Jason is one of the people that we pair up people with. And if you want to just get plugged into our church, uh, you can always find me or Jake. But, man, Jason is also another guy who we turn a lot of people towards. So thank you so much, Jason, and uh, we will see you soon. And uh, love you guys. Take care, and uh, thank you for listening.